It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The top stories. President Xi Jinping closes the 20th CPC National Congress in Beijing, saying the high-level conclave has invigorated the nation's fighting spirit. The Education Secretary says new guidelines on teachers' professional conduct will spell out clear red lines that cannot be crossed. And former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson returns from holiday amid growing speculation he wants his old job back. President Xi Jinping has said the 20th CPC National Congress has united us as he closed the event in Beijing. President Xi was speaking to party officials in the Great Hall of the People, where the Communist Party approved amendments to its constitution, including the so-called two establishers and two safeguards. These affirm Mr Xi's status as the core of the party and also cement the guiding role of his political thought within the party. He said the Congress had been a success. Thanks to everyone's joint efforts, this Congress has been a complete success, accomplishing our goals of uniting our thinking, fortifying our confidence, clarifying our path, and invigorating our fighting spirit. This Congress has helped raise our flag high, consolidated our strength, and united us in forging ahead. At the closing session, the 20th Central Committee of the Communist Party of China and the 20th CPC Central Commission for Discipline Inspection were elected. The 20th Congress also passed a resolution endorsing the report of the 19th CPC Central Committee and the work report of the 19th CPC Central Commission for Discipline Inspection. The party's newly elected 205-strong Central Committee doesn't include more than half of the members of the incumbent Politburo Standing Committee. Premier Li Keqiang and Wang Yang are among four members missing from the list, meaning they will no longer be serving in the top decision-making body, although both Mr Li and Mr Wang are one year short of the unwritten retirement age of 68. City University's Assistant Professor at the Department of Public and International Affairs, Liu Dongshu, says this doesn't mean their political careers are completely over. Maybe one of them will follow the Wang Qishan model to be the vice president of China, right? So it, it kind of being a way to give them some position in the power circle. Maybe they're, they're not going to be the, the one to have like a daily involvement in the administration, but they still have some position. But I can think of only one of them having that kind of position. So. In terms of seniority, probably if I want to, if I need to bet, I think Li Keqiang might be the one. The new Central Committee is set to choose the next Politburo Standing Committee. President Xi is expected to secure a third leadership term, with at least four new faces being added to the top leadership committee. Education Secretary Christine Choi has said a new set of guidelines on teachers' professional conduct will spell out clear red lines that can't be crossed. She said officials had finished drafting the guidelines and that they should be released before the end of the year. Ms Choi explained that the guidelines would set out clear principles and limits on teachers' behaviour illustrated by examples. We hope to be able to change the times so that we'll be able to safeguard the teaching profession. We will clearly lay down rules as to what teachers can and cannot do. Any violation of the professional code, should there be any violation, where are the red lines that we cannot tolerate? Health officials have reported 5,953 new coronavirus infections, including 364 imported cases. 
They said seven more patients with COVID have died. The Centre for Health Protection said more than 90% of the cases in the past week involved the Omicron BA.4 and BA.5 mutant strains. It said it had been closely monitoring cases involving other new variants and a spokesman appealed to those who have not yet been vaccinated against COVID to get jabbed as early as possible. Jordanian officials say all dams in the south of the country have dried up. The Secretary-General of the Jordan Valley Authority said there had been a lack of rainfall over the past two years. Jordan is one of the most water-scarce countries in the world. And on to the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers. Temperatures will range between 23 and 28 degrees. Moderate to fresh northeasterly winds strengthening from the east tomorrow night. And the outlook windy and becoming fine and dry in the next few days. Currently it's 27 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 70%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has arrived back in London from his holiday as speculation grows that he'll attempt to return to number 10 Downing Street. Some former colleagues have warned that his running to be leader again could cause more political chaos. Here's the BBC's Helen Kurt. There are some challenges to him standing, not least that he only left office a month ago and he left because he had lost the confidence of a significant number of his MPs. So to come back so quickly could be very difficult and others who support other camps, particularly uh, supporters of Rishi Sunak, say that the big challenge that they can see is that he is about to, in the, the coming months, face an investigation by Parliament's Privileges Committee into whether he misled the House of Commons over what he said about Downing Street parties. Boris Johnson's former Chancellor Rishi Sunak is the current favourite to take over from his trust, who was forced to resign six weeks into a premiership. Large parts of Ukraine are suffering from power cuts as a new wave of Russian attacks targeted energy infrastructure in the centre and west of the country. The National Electricity Operator said the latest strikes could have caused more damage than intense bombardment lasting several days earlier this month. The Deputy Mayor of the western city of Lviv, Sehi Kiral, said Russia's strategy is to damage critical infrastructure before the winter and bring the war to areas beyond the front line. We all realize that uh, the, the more successes the Ukrainian armed forces are having in, in the front, uh, the worse is going to be for people in the home front, <laughs> because Russia is going to uh, to do all it, it it can to target the civilians and to target the critical infrastructure to make it possible to increase pressure on on political leadership. The U.S. Congressional Committee is investigating last year's attack on the Capitol building in Washington as issued a subpoena to Donald Trump in a major escalation of their inquiry. The move sets up a possible legal battle which could end up before the Supreme Court if the former president refuses to testify. Here's the BBC's Nada Tofik. The letter to Mr. Trump from the committee stated that he was at the center of the first and only effort by any U.S. president to overturn an election. It said he knew his actions were illegal, his claims of fraud had been rejected by more than 60 courts and refuted by his campaign staff and senior advisors. Now the committee wants to question him under oath about the conversations he had with several officials. Italy's first female Prime Minister, Giorgia Maloney, and her cabinet have been sworn in by the president at a ceremony in Rome. She's the country's first far-right leader since the defeat of fascism in the Second World War. This report from the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Giorgia Maloney took the oath of office in a grand hall in the Kirinali Palace. 
It's a significant moment in Italian politics. Miss Maloney, the leader of the far-right Brothers of Italy party, is heading a coalition alongside another far-right party, the League led by Matteo Salvini, and the party of the former Prime Minister, Silvio Berlusconi. As a socially conservative nationalist politician, she's promised to secure Italy's borders and combat immigration. Miss Maloney is Eurosceptic, but has stressed that Italy will remain committed to the NATO alliance and that, despite some pro-Russian sentiments expressed by her coalition partners, it will continue to back Ukraine. To sport and Hong Kong swimming star Siobhan Hohe has won gold at the FINA World Cup in Berlin while smashing her own Hong Kong record in the 400 metres freestyle. She finished in some 3 minutes and 56 seconds, more than 3.5 seconds quicker than the runner-up. Her latest time is half a second quicker than the Hong Kong record she already held. Football now and Nottingham Forest are off the bottom of the table after beating Liverpool 1-0. It was Forest's second Premier League win for 23 years thanks to a goal from Taiwo Awaniyi who spent six years as a Liverpool player without ever making an appearance. Liverpool have now, lost or have now already lost more league games in the first 11 matches than in the whole of last season when they lost out on the title to Manchester City by just one point. In tonight's other early games, Everton are hosting Crystal Palace and were 1-0 ahead at halftime and Manchester City were leading Brighton 2-0 at halftime. And to end the news, the top stories once again. President Xi Jinping closes the 20th CPC National Congress in Beijing, saying the high-level conclave has invigorated the nation's fighting spirit. The Education Secretary says new guidelines on teachers' professional conduct will spell out red lines that can't be crossed. And former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson returns from holiday amid speculation he wants his old job back. The news from RTHK. Stay